Welcome to the Rebuild the Body podcast, where we explore ways to better understand what it means to be human, body, and soul. As we develop a better understanding of the Catholic faith in regards to being human, we can discover its impact and helping us to bounce back from injuries, setbacks, and sin in pursuit of our fitness goals and living out our unique role in building up the body of Christ. I'm your host, Marty Langlois. Let's get started. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back. Um, so if you've been listening to the last few episodes, uh, you know that there's been a lot of focus on the Catholic approach to fitness, especially with the Catholic understanding of the body, the Catholic understanding of the human person, um, and the integration of our bodies and souls. Um, today I do want to switch gears just a little bit, and here's why. In the Catholic faith, we have four areas of formation. We have our spiritual formation, we have our intellectual formation, we have our apostolic formation, and we have our human formation. Our uh, spiritual formation, just as it sounds, is geared towards nourishing our spirits, feeding our spirits through prayer um, and the various forms uh, we have access to in the Catholic faith. Uh, whether we're doing Liturgy of the Hours, getting to Mass, uh, the Rosary, all those pieces to help center our lives around God. Then we have our intellectual formation, which has a lot to do with educating ourselves, our education um, in our faith, right, through Bible studies, catechisms, uh, studies, reading up on the saints a little bit, and also educating ourselves on some of the more secular topics that we may be interested in, like the sciences, the maths, the history, the medicine, um, whatever it is that you gravitate towards um, and enjoy learning about. Um, The pastoral or apostolic one is usually geared towards our uh, priests, especially while they're in uh, seminary, before they become ordained. Um, but there's also something to be said about us as lay people also answering somewhat of an apostolic call, a pastoral call, in our outreach to the poor, the hungry, the uh, sick, um, the prisoners, and, you know, and many of us are probably responding to one of those areas um, as well. And then we have our human formation. Um, you know, we're not just spiritual beings, we're human beings. Meaning, we don't just have a soul, we have a body as well. We don't just live in a spiritual world, we live in a physical world. Um, and there is something to be said about learning how to live in our physical world as well. And allowing our physical bodies to be integrated with our souls. Uh, so that way we can live out the... Um, healthy, holy, and happy life we desire. And believe it or not, God desires for us too. Um, he didn't create us with the intent that um, we were going to have a miserable life. He, he created us out of love, and he, believe it or not, He wants the best for us in all the areas of our lives. And our human formation enables us to um, experience the fruits and allow our beliefs in our faith to bear fruit in our lives and um, become more tangible in our careers, in our families, um, 
and um, the way we show up for other people and also how we show up for ourselves. So and, and fitness, believe it or not, fits in the human formation piece, right? Again, it's geared towards a lot of the physical um, aspects of the human person. Um, and so, like I said, I want to change some gears and talk more about some of the practicality of fitness, more specifically corrective exercises for the next few weeks, because I am a corrective exercise specialist, and I'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of thoughts about what corrective exercises are, um, meaning, like, is this another physical therapy session, or is this something else? Um, you know, as a corrective exercise specialist and a personal trainer, I'm not a physical therapist. So what you would get from me, you would not get from your physical therapist. There may be some similarities, there may be some overlapping, but my focus isn't the focus your physical therapist necessarily has. So for example, if you've broken your arm and you just came out of your cast, you go see your physical therapist to help you regain uh, the use of your arm, to uh, get yourself some strength, get yourself some mobility, uh, maybe work on some fine motor skills if that's needed as well. And then you can come work with me to progress forward if you have certain um, fitness goals you want to pursue or maybe you want to get back to running your 5k kind of thing. That's where you can come see me and in some cases there may be some co collaboration with your physical therapist. Um, and also not just that, before you work with me if you are coming off an injury like that you got to get clearance from your doctor um, so that way um, you can do that physical activity you're wanting to pursue and and it's mainly to keep you safe and help you to avoid injury and re-injury um, in the future. So what's the whole point of corrective exercise exercises? Well um, let me give you a little background and maybe give you some um, bit of the environment we live here in the U.S. a little bit right now, especially um, in the 21st century. You know, in the United States, we've turned to the convenience of technology and automation, myself included. I've enjoyed the convenience and the efficiency and the comforts of our technology. Unfortunately, the conveniences have taken a toll on our public health. Our work and home environments are buried with the use of automation, computers, mobile devices, and other technology that are more prevalent today than throughout the rest of history. <laughs> While we've benefited from the efficient means of communications through our phones, um, easy access to information through our computers, um, and uh, other uh, efficiencies we've gained through our technology, is that people are actually becoming less active and spend less time engaged in physical activity. In fact, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, as many as a quarter of Americans engage in no leisure time activity at all. Let me say that again. A quarter of Americans engage in no leisure time activity at all. That's actually kind of sad, don't you think? I mean, have we really gotten that busy to where um, we don't have time or make the time to go for a jog on a Saturday morning 
Um, we don't take our kids to the park or the playground and run around with them, maybe kick the soccer ball with them. You know, I look at some of our kids now. They spend more time on screens than they do going outside riding bikes with their friends. <laughs> As adults, we spend more time scrolling through Pinterest looking for workout plans and eating plans than actually taking the action to work out and putting healthy foods on our plates. <laughs> Additionally, the lack of regular physical activity um, creates a body that is less prepared to adapt and recover from activity and thereby leading to increased injury rates. Our kinetic chain, or our body, is basically is the combination and the interrelation of our nervous, muscular, and skeletal systems working together. In layman's terms, it's the body working together to stay functional. And this will be addressed in upcoming episodes, especially in regards to uh, the connectivity of the entire body. You know, just as Paul says in 1 Corinthians, when one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. You know, if you uh, sprain an ankle, it has a way affecting um, the body all the way up the kinetic system. Like, if you sprained your ankle, like, in high school, and maybe you did or you didn't do the rehab very well, you can start to feel pain in your knee, you can start to feel pain in your hips. Um, and it has a way of working up and affecting the rest of your body. Unfortunately, this muscular skeletal pain is more common now than it was 50 years ago. And some of these problems and compensations aren't coming from the injuries themselves. It's actually coming from our lifestyle. Uh, the poor movement quality in our bodies uh, may also affect injury rates. Our biomechanical stress, or meaning our ground reaction forces, meaning how our body reacts when it walks on a sidewalk, to how it walks on a uh, the street, you know, the impact of your body's uh, response to should you fall on the ground, you know, the difference between breaking a hip and not breaking a hip. Um, and then, of course, our physiological stress, which is usually associated with our increased cortisol. And cortisol, which we know has contributed to some uh, issues with being able to get adequate sleep, quite possibly contributed to some of our struggles with anxiety, among other things. <laughs> so the application of appropriate movement preparations, meaning training your body to move, integrated with flexibility, core, balance, strength, and other exercises uh, can improve our impact absorption, meaning our body's ability to take the impact of walking on the sidewalk, our body's ability to take the impact of walking on the street, um, and reduce injury. <laughs> this leads to the support and concept um, that decreased activity and poor movement leads to what we would consider muscular dysfunction and ultimately injury. There is something to be said about use it or lose it, right? 
when it comes to our muscular function versus muscular atrophy, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. The ultimate goal, as I've mentioned a little bit at the beginning of this episode, for corrective exercises is to optimize your movement quality, improve the quality of your body's movement, and thereby enhancing your body's performance in doing certain tasks, um, achieving certain goals in your fitness and wellness, um, your ability to avoid and resist injuries, and move more efficiently, and even recover faster. You know, like I said before, my role as a corrective exercise specialist is not uh, treat musculoskeletal injury after it has occurred. That's actually what your physical therapist is for, but rather reduce its likelihood in a currently healthy client or athlete. And to be honest, all clients, all athletes, regardless of their current activity level, can actually benefit from corrective exercises. I have a hard time believing that the quarterback Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles um, is not doing corrective exercises for his knees and his ankles and his glutes to be able to squat 600 pounds. Corrective exercises are basically used to identify um, neuromuscular dysfunction and the neural disconnect in our in the body, developing a plan of action and implementing a strategy um, which involves an assessment and exercise programming. You know, there's a lot to be said about training the mind to connect with the body to do what it's meant to do. This process involves three steps. The first is identifying the problem. The second one is solving the problem. And the third one is implementing the solution. Solving the neuromuscular skeletal problems requires a systematic plan that specifically outlines the necessary steps to properly structure a corrective exercise program. You know, not everyone has the same compensations when they come in to work out at the gym. Not everyone comes into the gym with the same kind of limitations. So it does need to be personalized. It does need to be specialized for the individual. Um, And this includes four phases. The first is what we call the inhibit phase, in which we use what we call inhibitory techniques or exercises designed to reduce the tension of overactive or tight muscles in the body. This can be done with what we call self-myofascial techniques like foam rolling. The second phase is the lengthening phase. Um, This phase increases your body's range of motion and is usually accomplished through Uh, various stretching techniques. There's our static stretching, there's our dynamic stretching, and we'll talk more about some specifics um, as we move forward with um, these episodes. The third phase is activate, meaning we've got to wake up the muscles that have been sleeping all this time. These techniques are used to re-educate or increase the activation of the underactive or weak muscles. 
and this is usually accomplished through isolated um, strengthening exercises like doing uh, when, when we sit a lot one of the muscles that needs to be activated is our glutes because while we're sitting our hamstrings are actually doing most of that work so we got to activate the glutes so that way when we're walking the glutes are doing what they're supposed to do when we're walking um and one of the ways to do that is doing some floor glute bridges the fourth phase is integrate now that we've addressed our tight muscles uh, with some in inhibitory techniques like foam rolling we stretched them out um, we're re-educating and retraining the weaker muscles um, it's time to integrate our muscles you know our body isn't just you know we're not just got isolated muscles our bodies are actually and our muscles are designed to work together to perform certain tasks so that's why we uh, incorporate integration techniques to achieve that goal uh, to retrain the collective function of the muscles through the functional and progressive movements so for example um, doing some uh, leg extensions at the gym that would be an isolated or an you know an activated type of exercise the squats would be an integrated because you're using your quads, you're using your hamstrings, you're using your glutes. Now that we address the underlying issues with those different type of muscles, now they can work together to perform the squat effectively, efficiently. You get the benefits of the squat and you can avoid the injury in the process of doing the squat. Like I shared before, the primary focus for me as a corrective exercise specialist is optimizing your movement quality um, and to maximize your performance, your resistance to injury um, and in collaboration with allied health professionals as a corrective exercise specialist I can help you go from your post rehab treatment to that optimal performance meaning you can go from having a sprained ankle back to running your 5k's heck you can even go from having a stroke to running five kids. Again, I'm not a doctor, meaning I can't diagnose anything. I'm not a physical therapist. Um, I'm not a rehab specialist. But I can walk with you post rehab to help you prevent the, that next injury, achieve better mobility and neuromuscular efficiency, address muscle imbalances and movement deficiencies to improve your body's overall function and decrease risk of injury. Corrective exercise programs are actually pretty easy to follow and they can get you the maximum results you are looking for. So we will um, wrap up there um, as far as giving you a little bit of an intro to corrective exercises, the whole why, why they become important nowadays and what my role as a corrective exercise specialist and what ultimately I can do for you um, in your own fitness journey. Um, if you have any questions about corrective exercises to address maybe some muscular imbalances you have, go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram at the Catholic Fitness Coach if you have any questions. 
Um, once again, thank you for listening. And God bless.